stuck in my ways. I'm stuck in the house for most of the day. I'm chasing my dreams and running away. But I got a chance, I'm running my play. I want that none of y'all take it away. I'll never change, I'm stuck in my ways. All right, what is going on today? So, welcome to the 11th episode of Hey Mark, the podcast where I, Mark, get to speak about, you know, things like challenges that you face with your mental health or pushing past adversities or maybe just struggling, whether that be in your work life, your personal life, with your mental or physical health, or maybe just some entrepreneurial stuff that you're trying to go through as well. At the end of the day, all I want to do is push good vibes and just kind of talk about the, the different struggles that we overcome to get to that pursuit of happiness. So if you're brand new to this content, thank you so much for stumbling on it. I'm very grateful for that. And please follow this journey with me and hear different perspectives from different people. And they're going to talk about the different struggles they went through and what they learned from it. And again, if you're brand new to this, then all I do ask is that you refer it to a friend maybe that you know, has been through struggles, is going through struggles, or maybe just wants to push their life in a better direction. And if you're not new to this kind of stuff, if you've seen it before, then thank you so much for following this journey. Thank you for supporting the notion that, you know, nobody's alone in their struggles. And thank you so much just for being you and for being awesome. So for the 11th episode, we're going to get into it right now. And today I got to talk with Sean Park, aka sparky and you can find him on instagram at sparky's world with a z and sean is a guy who you know he's super raw and authentic and he's really motivating because he's such a strong guy both mentally and physically and you're going to kind of see why he is the way he is and we're going to speak about you know different struggles that he's gone through and how he's decided to overcome them so without further ado we're going to jump right into this conversation and i hope you guys enjoy it just as much as i did boom bang we are recording i'm here with sean park aka sparky he is a competitive bodybuilder personal trainer an entrepreneur Sparky, Sean Park, why don't you give yourself a little introduction, tell people where they can find you on Instagram, on social media, what you're about. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's Trainer Spark, Sparky, Sean, whatever you want to call me, it's all good. <laughs> my uh, my Instagram is uh, Sparky's World. It's not an S, it's a Z. Uh, it's with a Z. And a uh, little bit more about myself, I'm a personal trainer. I was really into bodybuilding for like a good chunk of my career, but now I'm like switching, I'm transitioning. I just want to look good and just feel good. I think that's the most important key aspects. And um, yeah, I've known you from working at Nash and uh, that's how we became friends and stuff too, right, Mark? Yeah, 100%. Awesome, man. And so you've been a trainer for what? You started in 2017, was it? Uh... I transitioned in uh, 2016. 2016? Yeah, yeah. But you were working out long before that, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, I, I uh, started working at Nash at 2015 as a sales rep. Okay, so what, what made you want to like switch over to being like a personal trainer instead of just like working out for your own personal stuff? Uh, switch from uh, a sales rep to a personal trainer? Yeah. Man, I hate a sales, bro. <laughs> 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 like, 
like I hated the cubicle office. I hated making phone calls and like uh, just I hated like the ALR, the sales tactics. That's why I wanted to uh, switch to become a personal trainer. And little that did I know, it was pretty much the same shit. <laughs> same <laughs> shit. Sales but, is everywhere, man. Uh, yeah, sales is everywhere. But uh, uh, I just like the fact that I was at, inside the gym, not in the office. So I was mm. interacting with the members. I like that. I like that aspect. But yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah, no kidding, man. It it's kind of, it kind of comes down in any single business. At the end of the day, you have to generate revenue. Otherwise, you're not really a business, right? Exactly. Um, so what made you like kind of gravitate towards fitness in, in the first place? Like, why did you start working out? Oh, man, if I had to go way back. So I, I think I was like, I was in grade uh, eight. I lifted my first pair of dumbbells because uh, I got my ass beat real bad in high school. <laughs> it was very bad. Like, I got my ass kicked and like, I want to become stronger. I think that was like my main motivation. And um, I, I signed up at a community center. I'm pretty sure everyone does that start. Yeah. And uh, I didn't know anything at all. Like I just did like, you know, if you're a guy, you obviously arms every day, right? So yeah. started fooling around with that. And uh, I started getting pretty serious uh, after, after high school. So like around 2011, 2012. Mm-hmm. I was going to SFU for, uh, for general science and uh, I dropped out because like university wasn't it for me, but you know, like I'm Asian, right? So like my parents really kind of forced me to go into science. I didn't even like science. So like, I kind of like, I, I tried my best to like uh, do it, but like after one and a half years, I just really couldn't do it. So like I dropped out and uh all I was doing, like I literally, like the day before my final, like I was even studying for my freaking like chemistry uh, final. I was like, I, I was in good life working out. <laughs> so like from there, like I took a little bit of time off, like doing like random jobs here and there. And like in 2015, like I started working at Steve Nash as a sales rep. I didn't even want to be a sales rep. I just want the free membership, right? <laughs> So like uh, I got the job and um, I started working at the gym ever since. Yeah. Nice man. And so how how do you feel like obviously you started working out because you just wanted to be stronger and like you hear that story quite a bit like you know so somehow you have like a physical altercation and then you feel kind of like maybe you lose your self esteem or you get scared whatever it is you want to be stronger but obviously you and I know there's like way more benefits to you know, fitness or working out in general, like, was there anything else that you kind of gained from it? You know, absolutely. Like at first it was more physical aspect, right? Because like I got my shit kicked, like I got my ass kicked. So I won't become stronger and uh, hold my, hold myself accountable. So like at first my, the reason why I started working out was to become strong. But like the more I started working out, there was like way more other benefits, right? Like, for example, like physicality wise, then mentally, like you feel good, right? Like after a good solid workout, like you just get a natural high and like that kind of, uh, you, you kind of have a natural high, like throughout the whole day. So like, if you work out in the morning, like you're just going to feel much better throughout the day, regardless if you're having a shitty, shitty moment or not. Mm -hmm. And, uh, 
afterwards it's like it became like a lifestyle it became like integrated part of my life so like as if like everyone drinks coffee like those coffee lovers right as soon as you wake up you want to drink coffee like for me it's like yeah like as soon as for me as soon as i wake up like i want to just want to either go on the stairmaster or just want to get a quick pump to start my day Mm -hmm. so how how is uh did, did COVID impact your business did it impact your lifestyle yeah, fuck yeah, man. Fuck, I'm pretty sure it impacted everyone, bro, right? Fuck. What, what, what was business looking like before COVID? It was doing good. Like, it was doing really good. Like, I started getting good clients. And, like, I, I believe it was, like, the middle of March. That's when, like, shit hit the fan, right? Yeah. Like, I started on news, like, you know, the coronavirus. You know how it went really, like, viral on news? And, like, I was working out. I was like, fuck, man. It's like, it's all bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. Up till like my last day when I was working out at West Coast Iron and they finalized that they're going to close down the gym. That's when I realized, okay, shit, this is getting pretty serious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. March 16th was the day I think that like a lot of gyms and restaurants all closed up shop. Yeah. I remember that was my last workout in a gym in Steve Nash, Richmond. It was sweet, man. It was empty. It was empty. It was just a by myself yeah. workout, man. Sick. So, so after COVID hit and everyone was quarantined, did you switch? Just so you're like completely online right now, but gyms are starting to open up, right? Yeah. So, like, has it been like three months since this lockdown? Yeah. 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 Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Three, four months almost. So, like, uh, yeah, it's been three months, and like for me. Uh, uh, like I'll be honest like I had it down too right like I never like during my five years working at Nash up till now till 2015 I never had a moment where I wasn't at the gym for as long as like I was always very active like five six days a week uh, Mm -hmm. days a week at the uh, working out so I never had a a situation where I didn't work out for like a month or two months like this so like I was in the same boat as everyone and like obviously like as an active guy to a non-active guy, you, like you have to kind of, uh, how should I say, kind of get used to the new circumstance. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that, bro. For, for no, 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 it's all good, man. Yeah. So like, I wasn't feeling good either. I was kind of depressed. I'm not gonna lie, right? Because like, I didn't re- like the gym is like a big part of my life, and uh, I try to do like, um, try to go outside, get some fresh air, which was really good actually because I haven't been doing that so I went hiking which is very therapeutic too I realized why people hike and uh but after a certain point in time you know you can't really like nothing beats going to the gym right no matter how much you walk outside or how much home workouts you do mm-hmm. so like for me in terms of online training wise like I, I stopped doing that because like uh, for me like if I can't motivate myself like how am I supposed to motivate my guys right Mm-hmm. so like I was in a period where like I had to motivate myself because I was kind of in a runt and uh I was doing like I was just going outside I was doing a lot of hiking and like I, I just told everyone we're not going to do online training until the gym starts opening and um it, it was at, at the first month and a half it, it really sucked because like I'm like stuck in this room now like I have all this free time like what should I do you can't I can't work or anything right but like after a while, like I started reading and started kind of like finding different ways to stimulate my mind mentally. 
mm-hmm. because I have all this build up in energy and um, which was good. And uh, yeah, trying to try to stay busy, finding different avenues, diff- trying different things, you know? Mm-hmm. And we, me and you were talking before I started recording as well. And we were kind of talking about how you prefer in-person training a lot more. And that's kind of like, uh, I wouldn't say unpopular opinion, but it seems that, you know, a lot of people want to switch to doing online because they get a lot more freedom. They get a lot more, you know, control of where they are. They can do it from home or remotely, whatever they want. But what is it that you kind of like value the most about in-person personal training? Like, why do you like kind of seeing your clients in the gym as opposed to just like through what we're doing right now? Yeah. Uh, well, for one, I know online training, don't get me wrong. I like it, but if, if you, it's, it's a great way to scale your business, but the reason, but the thing that online cannot replicate is that social interaction that you have with your clients. Like your clients are paying you good money to help them train, but although they're paying you, I think as a trainer, you get, you get the money plus more because you, you have a conversation with that person. And when you motivate them, face to face, like you get uh, a good feeling afterwards that you can't really feel when you're training someone online, no matter if, no matter how good this zoom technology is mm-hmm. like that social interaction is something that I, th- I think technology can't replicate at least anytime soon. And that's the reason why I like in-person per- uh, training much more. So like when you get someone to their goal, like what do you normally feel like? Cause obviously you're proud for them. Maybe you're proud of yourself cause you have those skills, but like, what's kind of like the first thing that goes through your head? Uh, getting to the, well, like obviously like a self-satisfaction, right? But like at the end of the day, if I know, like if my clients stick around with me, they're just going to see results and they know that too. But it's just more like, uh, my self-satisfaction is, for them to feel the same way that I feel about working out, which is like, it's just like, as if you're having coffee, it's like something that's like, that you need every day. If I could see that uh, in the clientele, like that's, I feel very satisfied when I see that. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, man. A hundred percent. That was one of the biggest, uh, I wouldn't say disappointments, but one of the biggest things that it kind of, resentful about my job was when I cared more about someone's fitness than they cared about it. Yeah, man. Well, like I, it, it hurt me, man. Like it actually hurt me. Like, yeah. And, it, and it, I would leave and I'd be driving home and I'd be still thinking about it. It would drive me insane. I, but like even myself, I fluctuate so much, man, because I wasn't always like this. I didn't yeah. start loving like the gym until I was probably like 18-ish, maybe 19, like kind of the same as you, like a little bit later in teens, early 20s. Like what, like what was it that made you feel like, okay, this is something that's fundamental. Like this is something that I need. Like, why, why do you think it is like that? Because obviously you and I didn't view it like that as we were kids and teenagers. Like, what made it fundamental for you? Uh, for me, like, how I realized that it was, I, I had, like, a self-reflection about my life up till now. So, like, I'm 28. So, like, I sometimes I just, like, uh, think about, okay, like, oh, this guy really needs to stop calling, bro. Sorry. <laughs> 
Yeah. Put your so phone like, on silent, man. Yeah, sorry, man. No, no, it's all good. Well, it's okay. all good. Yeah, so like I do a lot of self-reflections and I realize, okay, like, why do I like working out so much? And uh, I didn't know how to answer that question. Mm-hmm. But if I had to see my life uh, backwards, all the good stuff, all the bad stuff, I was always working out. And um, it came to a conclusion where, like, it kind of grounds me. Like, you know how, like, um, it, it's like my meditation. It's like, it's my yoga. Like, you know how yoga, it's like, it's all about breathing, right? Breathing, getting kind of like, uh, you close your eyes, you breathe uh, from your stomach, and you, you see your mind think about random things because all your mind is just random thoughts of things, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, in order for you to meditate, you have to be in a quiet state where you just sit down and just focus on your breathing, right? That's how they meditate. But for me, I meditate by working out. So like, I don't listen to music when I train or maybe when I'm doing Stairmaster, but like when I'm actually working out, I, I don't do any headphones because for me, I meditate when I'm actually working out because I kind of have ADHD where like, I have to constantly be moving around. So like, what I do is when I'm into the zone, like my body's working, like I can actually, I realize I'm actually meditating because I'm breathing properly mm-hmm. and I'm aware of all the thoughts that are arising when I'm doing my set and I'm learning how to let go of those thoughts, learning how to analyze that thought. So for me, it was always like I was meditating this whole time without me realizing it. That's huge, man. I've never heard that analogy before. Yeah. Like the thoughts yeah. being distractions while you're working out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, uh, I don't know. You know how like meditation and yoga, you know how they say you have to go into a quiet place so you could kind of focus. Mm-hmm. I think you should be in one of the loudest places and try to meditate. I think that's, that's how you're going to gain more focus because now you have to constantly, constantly put in the effort to focus. Yeah. And I don't know, like, I'm not like a meditation guru or anything like that. I have read a couple books about it and listened to quite a few, like, podcasts and stuff. I've tried it quite a lot. I've done, like, apps and whatever, YouTube videos, stuff. What I find is, you know, if it's, like, dead silent, it's almost harder for me to do it because it's harder to identify my thoughts. Exactly. Right? So when I'm, if I, if I have like a little bit of background noise or if I have my window open and there's birds in the background or something there that I know, okay, this is the distraction, then it's easier for me to kind of flush out everything else. Like it's yeah. like, okay, I hear what I'm hearing and then I can just acknowledge it and let it pass. As yeah. opposed to just like sitting there in silence and then it's just like kind of like like a, a silent chaos, man. Like, it's like, I, like I can't focus cause it's quiet. Yeah, exactly. And I'm actually, I think that's uh, that's really important and talk about as well, I guess to mention, you already talked about it, but uh, I got ADHD as well, man. And I like, if you haven't noticed, like, look at me, I'm moving around tons. I usually have like a pen in my hand that I'm flicking around. I can't focus mentally unless I'm like somehow stimulated physically. Yeah. If I'm, if I'm not moving, it's hard for me to focus. There, there kind of needs to be that balance. Exactly. And I'm, in, I'm, I'm, I'm on the same boat as you too, Mark. And that's the reason why I like working out so much because like physically you're, you're working out, you're, you're doing your set, but mentally 
you have to focus on your breathings. And thirdly, you have all these thoughts about, okay, what am I going to do next? What, like, should I do more? Should I do less? What am I going to eat? Like after this, like you have all these thoughts happening, but like, as soon as you start working out, you, 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 you see that, you see that and you learn how to cope with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's one, one big, uh, benefit that I got from weight training is like, I know, like, I know how, like, when my thoughts arise, arise, like what I, what I should do, I should see it, realize it, not suppress it. And, um, notice that it's there. And if I'm feeling anxious, I realize, okay, am I breathing properly? Okay. I'm not breathing properly because I'm so focused on that thought. Mm-hmm. And I realized, and I learned all this, not from reading books or yoga or anything like that. I re- I, I learned all this from just fucking working out, bro. Right. That's how huge working out, uh, uh, became a part of my life because I, I then then I started looking at like yoga. How do you meditate? Hey, shit! Like I I've been doing that when I was fucking working out. So like everything aligned in place, right? Mm-hmm. That's why it became more like oh like I wanted to look good. Now it's more like dude like I do this because I like I want to meditate, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so when when did that kind of happen for you? Because when when we were working together. And, you know, even after when we kind of went to different locations, we were working at different gyms, like you, you were doing your, you did a competition, you looked awesome, man. Congratulations. Like what, you, what when did that shift kind of happen for you where you, you were like, are you so like, I'll, I guess I'm kind of assuming you don't, you don't want to compete again. That's just how it seems. Uh, not anytime but, soon. Not anytime soon. Okay. So how did that, how did that kind of like shift in your mentality happen? Okay. So like I was super into bodybuilding, like as soon as I became a trainer mm-hmm. and um, like, like that was my sole purpose. Like I want to be big. I want to be strong. That was my purpose of me working out. But like, uh, I guess like in 20, 2018, like when my uh, pops passed away and like, I, like all these bad stuff arise, like out of the blue, like just randomly, like every, like, like, just like my life was becoming like, there was a lot of negative stuff that was coming into my life. Like a lot, like, out, like out of, out of the fucking blue. And, um, I didn't know how to cope with it. So like what, what I thought about, okay, well, like I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to do anything like that. Like, what should I do? Like, let's at least work out. So from there on, like, uh, I, I stopped thinking about goal, like money wise, business wise, like I stopped thinking about anything because I just really want to ground myself because I felt really lost. And I did that by working out. Right. And that got me through the hardship in 2018 uh, and 2019 and even right now. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I I like I owe it to like the gym for to be where I am right now because I don't know what what I would have done if I have not if I didn't take that approach during my hardship. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh I I fell in love with bodybuilding for a pretty similar reason, man, because you know, I don't really have any plans to compete ever again to be honest. And I don't think I did as well as I could have because I just kind of, you know, did everything by myself. But that being said, it was kind of like I was almost at one of the most depressed points of my life. And it gave me 
something that I could work on every single day and something that I could track like progress with. I could see, okay, week after week, am I improving? Yeah, I am getting better. Well, what, what more could I do? Right. Like it kind of gave me something when I felt like I had nothing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like to, to uh, support what you just uh, said, Mark, like, like I was super into bodybuilding too, but I realized when you're like super into something and although it could be, although like fitness is healthy, right? If you're super into it, it could sometimes be not so healthy. And that's what happened to me because for me, like when I got super into bodybuilding, like, fuck man, like I want to do like whatever it took. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, uh, when I did the show, that was natural, that was natural competition. So like, um, I wasn't, I wasn't taking any, uh, a pro, uh, performance enhancers but like uh from 2015 to 2017 i was super into it so like i started like taking like performance enhancers because i wanted to recover faster so that i could eat, train harder so that i could eat better and something that was supposed to be healthy for me became started now becoming negative towards me mm -hmm. and uh uh, it, it's like at the, it's like a pendulum switch. It, like it's supposed to be positive, then it swung that way and became super negative. Then like all those crises happened, and like I guess it was a good thing because it kind of stopped me and realized, okay, like is 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 this really necessary? Mm. Yeah, I think. Well, the, I think one of the sayings is like too much of a good thing is a bad thing. Too much of anything is a bad thing. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, I uh, I had a pretty similar experience. I know there's a lot of people that are bodybuilding and they can do it, I guess, in a healthy way and live somewhat long lifestyles. And, you know, there's always the argument of, you know, what is life? Do you want to have like your life and fulfill your dreams? Or do you want to have a long life and not take risks? There's a lot of different ways to look at it. But I just felt like I was sacrificing everything else that made me who I was and everything else that made me happy. Like I wasn't, you know, treating people right. I wasn't, I didn't listen to anybody. I was only in a conversation to say what I wanted to say. You know, I didn't really focus on anything other than my own world. And it, it kind of changed me and I didn't like it. So I, I always just have the mindset of like kind of thinking like, you know, it's not a bad sport. It's not like a bad activity. I just had a really piss poor relationship with it. Mm. And I think like, that's just something like for me, I think it's cause I have a pretty addictive personality. Like I don't drink very often either because again, it makes me someone I don't really like. And I see a lot of other people, they can drink and have fun. And you know, maybe they, their friends like them when they're drunk. But if you ask a lot of my friends, like, I'm not a really awesome person to be around if I drink a lot. Like, it's it's not really the best. I get, you know, it brings out my bad side. So I just don't have a good relationship with it. It's not for me, right? Like, that's kind of the yeah. way I look at it. But that doesn't, excuse me, that doesn't mean I don't have to, you know, still exercise. I'm just not bodybuilding, you yeah. know? Yeah, exactly. So and, how, uh, yeah, sorry, go. Yeah, yeah, and um, yeah, it's, I don't know, like, I realize bodybuilding, if you want to be very competitive, it's a very, it's a very selfish sport. It's a very selfish sport, and um, 
I was I was at the gym like every single day and putting so much time. And um, you get very narrow-minded because you you want one outcome, right? And like, yeah, exactly uh, what you talked about, Mark. Like, you you, you don't want to like take the time to listen to your friends because you you are so focused towards where you want to go, right? And it's I, I think it's not bad to have that personality trait because you do need some you do need that a little bit if you want to be where you want to be in life. But like, uh, I guess me and you were very so we were very narrow when we were into bodybuilding. You know? Yeah, I get that like tunnel vision, right? Like yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. you're just kind of thinking about you know your next meal or the next time you're going to be able to get an eight hours sleep so you can feel good, right? Like because you. I don't know about you, but sleep was one of the biggest struggles for me. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night and then I'd be sore and grumpy the next day and tired. So like sleep was one of my main priorities, man. Yeah, man. I was like, no, I can't hang out. I got to go to bed. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's it. I I can't hang out, man. (laughs) I'm going to bed. I still do that sometimes though, too, because if I don't have eight hours of sleep, man, not I. I've noticed I can't focus. I'm I'm not only grumpy, but like I literally can't focus. Like I'll be lost in thought. Like I can't do it, man. I don't know how people function with less than, I guess I could do less than eight hours pretty consistently because I can get away with like seven, six and a half. Yeah. But man, it catches up to me. Like even on Sunday, dude, I was out like a light until... You know, I slept probably like nine, ten hours, and I was like, "Yep, my body demanded that." Did you feel? Did you feel good after that? No, man, I felt so groggy. I, sleeping too much is like worse. I feel like, man. Oh, fuck, I know, bro, man. Like, man, I'm a snorlax. That's the thing about me. Like, I, I, I know it's not good to oversleep, but I just love doing that sometimes, you know. And just like that's my biggest, uh, one of my bad habits. Don't you feel like kind of weird after when I wake up, I feel weird. I kind of have like, I'm like not lightheaded, but like foggy minded. I feel like very foggy. Yeah. For a little man. Yeah, exactly. It makes me anxious because I can't focus on things and I get confused. I'm like that too. Like if I oversleep, like it feels like my mind and my body is like kind of disengaged a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. You don't feel like a like full control. Yeah. So, now that gyms are open again, what's the what's the plan right now? Are you back to training people full time, or are you just kind of taking it slow, getting back into it? Yeah, it's been good. Like all my clients, um, they're I, I love my clients. They're all loyal. So like I, I just started tra- training my clients, and um, just getting back into it, and it's it's been great, man. It's been really good. That's sick, man. So what's what's the next step for you? My my next step, I guess is um, putting a little bit more intention to social media. Like I think um, I, I think I could provide a little bit more valuable content for people that don't know me or like want to get to know me, but don't know how to approach me, right? So like uh, my, my to-do list is just uh, provide more uh, good, valuable content in terms of fitness space for people so that they could realize how good it is and like, how beneficial it is for it is for working out for them. Mm-hmm. And you were talking like, again, this is kind of like a conversation we had before I started recording, but um, 
you were saying that you've been a little bit more like selective with clients and stuff when when you are onboarding people to help them out with their fitness goals like what's uh was that like one of the main challenges that you had when you first started being a trainer or was there well, like, like other challenges you faced that were bigger than that yeah well like at first like for me when i was a trainer at steve nash it was like it was like the umbrella system like you had to cater towards everyone right either you liked it or not and um of course you have the freaking sales quota up your ass so you have to uh sell your service to the people that you don't think that will kind that kind of want it right so like as soon as i uh left the company like i started switching my business strategy a little bit around so that i'm a little bit more selective even though my business may not be as much as it would be at nash uh, I think in long term that works out better for me because now I can train the clients that want to get trained mm -hmm. because if they want to get trained, it shows me commitment, right? Like I can't teach someone how to be committed at the end of the day. I could influence someone, but if they're not committed from the get go, from having a conversation with me saying that, Oh, Sean, I need your help. It's, it's not going to do me no good or it's not going to do them no good because they have to, they have to want it. Right. And like, I don't need to, I shouldn't persuade someone to have a personal training session with me. They should already have it kind of set in their mind that I need help right now. And I think this guy could help me mm -hmm. because that, because if they have that mentality from the get go, like they'll do what it takes. And if they follow it, of course they're going to succeed. Right. So I'm very selective now and uh, it's been better for me. Mm -hmm. Almost like you're not trying to convince people to do things that they don't want to do. You're trying to find the people that are like, Hey man, I'm, I'm trying and I can't figure this out. So please help me. Like that's what you're looking for. Exactly. Like, um, although in terms of like a business strategy, this may take longer. It's more like I, I'm not finding clients anymore. What I do is I provide, I've been providing content before this lockdown, I provide good content and they actually find me. Mm -hmm. like as as funny as that sounds and that's no advertisement that's purely organic mm -hmm. and i realized the people that find in me they're the loyal ones they're the committed ones mm -hmm. right so like my my uh my approach is a little bit different now it's a little bit more passive but uh it's it's been working way better for me i got a random question for you have you ever tracked the like cuz obviously you can kind of see okay yeah this person said this was their goal and they got you know somewhat close to it or they got to it or maybe they even passed it have you ever measured the amount of people that come to you and successfully hit their goals versus how many people you go to and approach that hit their goals that's a, that's a very you hard question that? yeah that's hard to kind of quantify because uh, but if i had to answer that question based on what i saw like i was just wondering if you ever use that as like a do you ever measure that do you ever uh, i wasn't able to measure that no it'd be interesting man because yeah. i feel like like my gut's telling me man if i had to guess if someone comes to you they're a lot more likely to hit their goal absolutely absolutely like because i think about the people that 
Sorry to cut you off. I'll let you talk in a sec. But I was just gonna, mm-hmm. I was just gonna finish this. I think about the people that you know when I went out to you know a Sky Train station or a bus stop or a mall, and I handed out you know oh come and try this gym out, and give them a seven day pass, and they're like I really don't want to come in, but then somehow we persuade them to come in and check out the gym. Like they never end up joining. They just kind of think that you're weird or a shark or like a scumbag like some slimy salesman but yeah. people come to you and they're like hey like i've been trying home workouts or i've been doing like runs in the park or yoga and i just can't like lose this weight and you know my wife has been saying how much she wants to go on vacation and i want to feel confident and comfortable without a shirt on whatever it is like when people come to you it's just so much more impactful i find absolutely and like yeah, man. It's like, in terms of like that, that's a sales strategy. Right. So like, I realized like if they really don't want it, like they don't want it, but there are people where you have to, they don't, they want it, but they don't know how to approach it. Like, if that makes sense, like there's like, I realize there's two people. They like, if they don't want it, they don't want it. But there's, there's the other person. They know they need it, but they don't know how to take action. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stuck in the middle. They're stuck in like kind of uh you know, I like dude, this is this is literally kind of the purpose of, you know, why I like talking about these things because you know, that was one of the biggest struggles I dealt with with, you know, depression is I knew I needed help. I knew I needed to reach out. I didn't I just didn't know, you know, how or who to speak to or where to go to speak to them or what numbers to call or you know, I just didn't I was, there was almost like so much information out there that I couldn't like get through to see what I needed. Yeah. Like it, it was like, there was a weird, like, uh, like almost a barrier, not that like a, a barrier existed, but it just kind of felt like, you know, there's so much information out there. I don't even know how to start. I don't know how to begin this process. And okay. sometimes it takes like someone to, you know, walk you through that process and be like, Hey, this is, you know, these are the steps that I took and this is what helped me. Yeah, ex- exactly. And like, I guess you, you're, you fit in the same personality as me and too, Mark. Like for me, like I, one thing that I have very trouble doing is asking for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if it's just my personality, but like, I realized that that's, it's, it's not a good trait, man, because like, if you need help, there will always be someone that will help you out. But mm-hmm. you need to initially reach out because they won't know if you need help or not, if you, right? I think, and that's one thing that I've struggled to is because I try to try to solve it by myself, right? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know if uh, how many people are watching this, but like, I think seeking help is is a, is a, a sign of strength, not a weakness. So if you need help and you recognize it, there will always be someone that can help you out. But you need to take the step to actually ask for it. And I think that's the hardest part to do, right? Yeah, 100%, man. And like one thing that I always thought of was, you know, what am I so afraid of? And it really just came down to like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be afraid of, you know, someone thinking something negative about me because I didn't know something or because yeah. I couldn't do something. Like everyone has something they don't know or something yeah. that they can't do. Like that doesn't make you less of a person. It doesn't make you like have less value. Like the only, the only negative side is really just, you're not going to get the help that you need. 
if you ask for help, maybe someone will say no, but if you keep asking, maybe someone will say, yeah, and you'll just get the help. Like, it'll be like, oh, this is exactly what I needed. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't know if it's like, I'm not like, like I don't have a psychology background. I don't know if it's like pride that you don't want to, you, that you don't want to show your weakness, or I don't know if it's like, you're afraid to get judged. There's like so much like, uh, uh, like psychological, like, thought to this process by just simply asking for help right because um of of what you what you think in your mind right or what 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 goes in the back of your head of how you self-talk to yourself right but uh yeah man just sometimes asking for help is not easy although it is is relatively easy right so there are i think that's the reason why it's good that you have or posting videos like this because you know they get someone that doesn't know you mark right might watch this video and they might start liking you and the more they like you who knows they might approach you right mm -hmm. yeah or even like they might like like i think it's important for you know say like a trainer that's working in a commercial gym or a chain gym you know if they hear like a story like yours right they hear Oh, this guy did leave the gym and then he did kind of struggle a little bit. And then, oh, by the way, now he's, you know, making the same, maybe less, maybe a bit more. Like, there, it's going to be more variable when you're by yourself, obviously. It's going to be more volatile. It's going to be more up and down. It's not as steady when you don't have like a concrete employer, but you're probably happier now in terms of like, you know, it's just a relationship between you and your client now. There's no third party, right? Your clients are probably getting, you know, good results. They probably feel a lot more comfortable. Like, I think that you're just talking about the struggles that you go through and how you overcame them. I think that that's a powerful message for people. I think that, that, I think that that's something that people will hear and they'll think, you know, there's just something that I'm going through or this guy's just like me. And I can do that too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like that was something that frustrated me a lot actually for a long time because I used to see people that were successful and I'd think like, you know, what if I was like that? Like what if I was like them? Or what if I was, you know, born in, in, in a similar situation? Or, oh, they're so lucky they're in LA and they just have that like kind of environment around them. You know, I got those thoughts. And I realized, you know, everyone's the same. We're all human. We're all the exact same. It's not like those people are different from us. It's not like, you know, there's anything that separates us from them. Like, yeah. they're just like us. We can do that too. And, and I think that that's kind of what people need to hear, right? Absolutely. And it's just like, it's good to see people that made it, uh, that are successful, so that it kind of gives you motivation. But I think it has to be in a moderation because the more you see that the more sub more subconsciously you're going to compare yourself to where you are and where that guy is mm -hmm. that's why for me like social media wise instagram wise i used to be really heavy into it but like i, I keep it as a limit as much as possible because when you're on instagram you see all those posts you see all those people that made it or like who you idolize and you and subconsciously either you like it or not you're it's going to compare towards where you are in life and where they are and 
that's you should never compare yourself because everyone's different and everyone has their own path right and i think that's the reason i think well that's one negative thing about social media is because the more attention you have towards social media you're not really living your life you're watching someone else's life mm -hmm. right so like i think social media should be kept in a limited basis because either you like it or not you are getting influenced Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even if you are just posting your own stuff and you're one of those people that's like, Oh, I don't actually look at other people's stuff. I just post my own stuff, which is something like I claim that I am as well. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you're like that, you're still, you know, putting some sort of, even if there's no filter on your picture, there's some sort of a filter on it. You know, you're looking for the best looking picture or you're looking to, you know, put in a caption that, is going to get some attention or you know you're trying to make some sort of an impact on people because that's what the point is right if you're trying to you know build a brand or an audience and it's hard to sometimes be authentic right because exactly. you want to be liked right like you're not doing it because you don't want to be liked no, at course. the end of the day you want to be liked by people so you're kind of already there's already like a a filter on that you're looking through on your phone. You're like, Oh, which picture should I use? Which angle would be best? Yeah. How can I help? So like, you got to think of, you know, your captions and what content you're putting in your posts. Yeah, that's the reason why man, like I, 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 I didn't fully commit to online training because fuck man, that shit's a turn off for me. Like the fact that you have to, post good pictures like you you gotta you gotta set the algorithm right so that you get a lot of likes so that there's a lot of, of people that look at your stuff right and like it just like it's not authentic right but at the end of the day you have to do that to get the likes to get the followings right mm -hmm. and I, at one point i was just so heavily into it like i realized man like fuck like this is really turning me off because now it feels like I have to compromise my personality just so that I could generate a little bit more traffic on my, um, on my, uh, following on my uh, profile. That's the reason why, like, uh, for my personal training, I just generally try to minimize it as much as possible. Maybe who knows, maybe I have to do it again, but like, uh, I, I switched my uh, strategy around where it's like I'm focused on my guy when I'm with him for one hour so that if I could focus my attention 100% on him during that one hour, eventually he's going to get a good result. And if, if he gets a good result, eventually, you know, in his peer circle, maybe I'll get like a referral or anything like that. So like what I'm saying is I'm going like 100% organic, although it's not the fastest route. I think that's the most uh best route in terms of long scale mm -hmm. yeah i agree i think an organic foundation is the best way to go about anything yeah. do you think like do you think with the way that social media is now like obviously neither of us are like like scientists we can't predict the future and stuff but do you think that the way that social media is now does it feel like it's possible to run your own business successfully without having a presence online See, that's, that's a very great question, Mark, because like, I, I actually, like, I Googled that exact question, like, a few months ago, because I was, because I really thought about it, I was like, fuck, man, like, do I really need the social, 
social media to operate my business. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came to a conclusion that depends on what type of business you're in. And um, two, if you don't like it, I think hiring someone to just do it for you is the best strategy. Mm-hmm. But in this day, uh, day and age, if you want uh, the income, the lifestyle you want at your own predictable timeline, yes, I do think social media is a platform that you do need. Yeah, it's an essential service, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, actually, though, honestly, I kind of feel the exact same way. And I think that I think that there is kind of, like, enough versatility in, in social media as well that there's almost, like, a platform for everybody, right? Like, if you kind of – if you like putting, like uh, – like a picture and like a long message that someone can like spend quite a long time reading. And then you want to have like lots of comments and be able to share that. Then, you know, maybe Facebook's for you. If you're really good at, you know, art or pictures or videos, then, you know, maybe Instagram is for you. If, you, if you're good at speaking or, you know, maybe talking's better for you than YouTube or making videos. Like there's kind of a platform for every form of communication. Absolutely. And it, it, it comes down to uh, which one that you find that gravitates you, right? Hmm. Do you find, um, do you find like, cause obviously Instagram's like the one where most people go to and gravitate to. Do you find like, it's hard to differentiate yourself when you make like a fitness page? Because like, there's so many people, like everyone has a freaking fitness page. <laughs> Like people that aren't even trainers have a fitness page. They have, you know, like, like, you know, like everyone has it. I even used to post mainly fitness stuff as well. Right. Like what, Yeah. like, like how, for, how, how do you kind of differentiate yourself? So for me, like what I do, my approach is I have my account and uh, it's not just strictly towards fitness. Like it's, it's like my whole life, like what I do on a daily basis. But of course, what I do on a daily basis is working out. So like, I I want to show a glimpse of my life of what I think, what am I doing on a daily basis towards my followers and towards people that are watching my channel. Mm. So like, it's not just fitness, 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 fitness. I just, it's more like this is, this is spark like 24 hours. This is what he sees. This is what he likes. This is what he eats. This is what. Uh, uh, you know, this is what he does. And uh, from there on, like what my approach is like, I want my followers to like uh, have a sense of, okay, like he's no different than me kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And from there on, you know, you, you they'll like DM you saying, hey, I like that. And from there on, you can have a conversation. Hey, like, well, do you need help with anything, right? So that it becomes as organic as possible. Instead of, you know, like back then I used to be like, uh, try this like super shake. You get like fucking rip the shit. Like you know, like how those like marketing schemes out there right now nowadays. It's like it's just like I used to be like that. So I'm not gonna say shit. But like for me, my uh, for what I'm trying to do on my uh, account is I'm trying not to market anything. Like right. like like I'm not I'm not I'm trying not to be like okay like if you eat 
get this, my promo code, dude, try this and you'll get ripped. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm very careful of, of marketing stuff. It's more like, Hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing on a daily basis. If you want to follow me, go for it. If not, it's all good. That's sick, man. That's sick. Yeah. Dude. I feel like since I met you, you've done so much like mental development. You, you almost like literally seem like a different person than when I met you, man. <laughs> Yo, you need to elaborate, man. I like that. Well, I just, I feel like you're, uh, you're a lot more patient and you, you're like, you spend a lot more time on, I feel like you spend a lot of time on trying to, you're like, obviously progress yourself and have like self-development, but like actually figuring out how things will work for you. Right. Like instead of like, Oh, I'm going to do this meditation because everyone says I should do meditation. Like you've figured out a way to do it your way. Like you figure out a way to find your own way to do it. Like, I feel like that's something that I don't know. Maybe I just discovered that about you in the last couple of years. But I feel like I didn't know that about you when I first met you. Maybe I didn't know you well enough, man. Yeah, it's just Were you it's always like that. Yo, it's crazy how you say that, Mark. Because for me, like, I'm like the type of guy, like, if if you're my boss or if you're my teacher, hey Sean, like, this is the equation, do it, and you'll get the answer. I'll do it, but I'll do it like in my own style. Mm. Like I'll do it. Oh yeah, I, I I I did what you told me to do, but I did it a little bit differently. It's not that like I'm rebellious. A rebre- oh, fuck, how do you pronounce that? Rebellious. Rebellious. Yeah. There you go. Fuck Asian genes right there, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but it's more like I like doing it my way. Like it's no, it's like no no ego side. It's not like I don't like listening. It's just like I like do I like try I like to find or tune things into my or my own thoughts and it's more I learned better doing it that way, even though it may take me longer. Once I learn it, I learn it kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you think like, uh, have you literally always been like that? Do you think, or do you think that there was like an event or, or something that made you kind of like that or like, just like kind of more independently thinking? I think I was always like this. And, um, now I'm discovered. Now you know the the older you get, the more you you realize about yourself. And like I realized, I think this 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 is how I operate. Mm. So like, I think that gives me great power because now, if I see other people doing the same way and they get the same result, and I don't get that result, now I don't need to say to myself, "Fuck, I'm an idiot." No, it's not. A, it's not that I'm an idiot. It's just I'm thinking a little bit different than these guys. They're just doing the same thing. I want to do it a little bit differently. Mm. so now if i realized that about myself back then in high school fuck man like i think i, I probably would have got a bachelor degree <laughs> but like when you're in high school when you're in adolescence you don't know about yourself you have hormones you don't even know how your brain thinks so like when my when when i see my friends doing really good in high school like they're getting like straight A's and stuff and like me i'm really struggling with like the first page like that killed my self-esteem right because when you're at the age you're comparing yourself with your best friend and you're like, you feel like an idiot. I think that's why, um, if, if I known about that by myself when I was in, er, when I was earlier, maybe my life would have been a little bit differently. 
Yeah, man. I felt like that in math class when I was a little kid because I couldn't do the multiplication charts as fast as everyone else, man. Yeah. I was like, yeah. man, I hate this timer. It just gives me anxiety. Like, I didn't know what anxiety was, but I would just be like, man, I hate when we have to do this. I just get sweaty and my heart pounds. Yeah. You know, like, it, I didn't know how to do it as well. I, like, obviously, I can multiply. I have a phone, but, like, you know, like, uh, I just couldn't do it in my head that fast. But um, that's nuts, man. It sounds because so were you always into like more like self reflection and self development as well? Uh, like I was never uh, like I wouldn't say I was always into it, but like if I have to see it now, like like I wouldn't search it up. Like it was more like I would subconsciously do it, mm -hmm. and um, to a point where now if I look at it, okay, like I, I, I kind of was doing what these guys were talking about, like these like psychologists and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you look it up now? Is it something that you actively like look into a lot? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's very interesting. It's very interesting. And like, um, it's, it's very important to read what these psychologists say too, but also, uh, instead of absorbing everything, you have to read it and you have to think to yourself, okay, is this legit? Does that sound right to me? Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important part because you know what? Like for any occupation, man, there's good trainers and there's fucking bad ones. Same thing for doctors. There's good ones and there's fucking dumb ones. And mm -hmm. same thing for psychologists. There's good I ones think just hu humans in general. Exactly. There's so some people that are really smart and some people that are not as smart. Yeah, so like I think it's very important to find the like there's so much freaking information on the internet, it's endless, but you need to dig a little bit deeper and question the person that's read uh, that's uh publishing it too, right? Instead of just reading it and soaking everything in, yeah, or some people might have a, their own like agenda, but I think that you know everyone's got their own area of expertise just some people might have a bigger area of expertise right yeah <laughs> yeah that's true <laughs> i guess that'd be like the nicest way to say it <laughs> the nicest way i know i yeah. know you're trying to say it. yeah the maybe i was a little bit way. too blunt bro <laughs> no 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 i'm just trying to say like uh i felt dumb before so i don't want someone to be like oh that guy he's saying that there's dumb people so maybe i'm just a dumb person I'm just trying to say, yeah, you're uh, right. There's some people that are better at their jobs than there are, you know, like there's some people yeah. that are exceptional. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was a, broad, a bad approach, but I'm not saying I'm a genius. I'm a freaking dumbass too. No, no, <laughs> I agree with you, man. I 100% I, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. There are people that are better at their jobs than others. We're yeah, too, we, take, we take the safe stance there, man. Okay, That's okay, for sure. Cool, cool, yeah. Uh, did, uh, what, what made you like interested in looking into self-development was there like a, a like a time you're you were kind of like going through something or was there like something that you were looking for because for me it was because I just never really felt like I had you know joy in my life I felt like I, I, I was always longing for something more and so that was kind of why I was more interested in looking into it because with my depression I just you know, it didn't feel whole. I didn't feel complete. So that was why I started looking into it. Did you have something like that at all or something similar, something different? Yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, I think, uh, I was exactly like you too, right? Like I think to a certain degree, I think everyone has a depression. Like 
I think everyone could be depressed, but I think uh, uh, people that could learn how to cope with it in a positive way, I think they could get out of it much faster than people that don't know how. So like, yeah, I was, I, I guess in terms of self-improvement, like, of course there were days where like I wasn't feeling good or I felt like um, the thing that I was, was doing was, per, uh, was meaningless. So like I did search a little bit about like, okay, like what are some self-improvements? What are some strategies, you know, to become better? Mm. And um, I think uh, regardless if I'm having a tough time or a good time now, it's just like, it's something that I proactively do because, you know, who doesn't want to become better? Right. And so what, what would, what would you say is like the biggest thing that you got out of looking into these types of things or educating yourself about them? I think one, if, if you're searching about self-improvements, read as much as you can, but also uh, read in a grain of salt. Like if you read something and if it doesn't sit right with you, kind of question it regardless if, if that person has more knowledge than you or experience because uh, what he, what that person thinks may not work with you, right? Or what that person is uh, telling you to do may work, but maybe you need to switch it around in your own style, mm-hmm. right? So like uh, do the research, read as much as you can, but like, it's good to analyze what you're reading at the same time, instead of reading it and saying, okay, like this is what you need to do. Okay. I'll do it. Instead of doing that, you know, just read it and be like, okay, like this guy wants me to do this and it'll make me feel better. Then ask yourself, is that really going to make me feel better? And you'll probably get an answer in your head subconsciously. Yeah. I think it'll make me feel better. Then try it. Right. But if you get like an answer in your subconscious where it's like, I don't know, man, that seems a little bit sketch. Maybe, you shouldn't do that then, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you should just leave it aside until you, or ask that question later until you get a different answer, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just all about like absorbing the information, analyzing it, and just, if it sits right with you, uh, uh, taking this, uh, take the action step. Nice, man. Well, we're coming up on, which is, it's an hour and 20 minutes. You and I have been chatting now before oh, I started sure, yeah. recording. It's getting kind of late. It's Monday night. It's almost nine o'clock and I, I got to start getting ready for bed, man. I'll be a hundred percent honest. Yeah, but, man. Uh, no worries, bro. But um, I, I'm going to pass. Well, I guess you were already talking. So I'm going to let you keep the mic before we leave. I do have a requirement for everybody that does this with me. Uh, first, you can go off and, and uh, again, shout out your Instagram, but you need to leave the people with a positive message, something that's going to make them happy. So I'm going to pass the mic over to you, shout your Instagram, and, and you got to give everyone a positive message, man. Yeah, uh, no need to shout my uh, uh, Instagram, but like a good positive takeaway from this is, uh, I'll try to make it very simple, is uh, if you need the help, just ask for help. There's Because I believe that like human being, naturally, everyone's everyone has a good soul. Everyone has a good heart. It's all in your head. Like, I know at maybe if you asking for help, it's not something that you normally do. Don't worry. It's not, it's not because you're weak or anything. It's because you want to become better. And the fastest way to do that, if you don't know how, it's just ask for help. So um, my, my cue is if you need help, ask for it. That's beautiful, yeah. man. I completely agree. Sometimes the hardest thing to do is ask for help. Like, and that's, and that's, 
it seems like it's the easiest part because all you have to do is say a question, right? It's relatively easy, like you said earlier, but you know, that's, uh, that's the biggest thing right there is taking the first step, man. Yeah. Yeah. Whether it's, uh, you know, a weight loss goal, like a hundred pounds of weight loss or 20 pounds of weight loss, or it's just, Hey, you know, I want to get better at reading or I want to get better at, you know, running, whatever it is, like just ask for help. Cause there's someone out there that's going to know a bit more. Exactly. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, wrap it up now. I'm going to end this recording man this video thank you so much for everybody watching thank you so much sparky and go and check him out he's going to be able to help you out with any of your fitness goals or just building positive habits it was good talking to you mike peace mark, out mark, mark. <laughs> no worries man peace out